turning roadblocks into runways on this week's Rocket Ship Founder Podcast. Hey there, welcome to the Rocket Ship Founder Podcast, the podcast for business founders working every day to scale their business and turn their biggest visions into reality. I'm Steve August. I am a serial entrepreneur who took his first startup from idea to successful multi-million dollar exit. I've sat in the founder CEO seat and I know the good, the bad, and the ugly of the founder's journey firsthand. Since 2017, I've been coaching other founders, helping them build rocket ship businesses. In this podcast, I'm sharing my hard-won lessons, taking your questions, and supporting you in your biggest challenges in becoming the CEO your company needs. Ready to light this candle? Then let's hit today's episode. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Steve August. Good to be with you this week. And this week, I'm talking about how to turn roadblocks into runways. So this comes from a story, uh, something that happened this week. I was working with a founder who actually has an amazing product, like really amazing, but he's been struggling with selling it. Like his sales cycles are so long. And to be fair, he's in, it's in the B2B enterprise. So there's longer sales cycles, but I mean, these are super long sales cycles. And um, as a result, also, he's seen a lot of underperforming salespeople. Now, the pattern would be more like this. You get a client, they're super excited, and to get on board, and they go for a proof of concept phase. Uh, and their product gets them, you know, 90% of the way there. It was, so things go really well, the product's working great, but then that last 10%, that last five yards would stretch out forever and until they finally got everything working the way they need to so their their support folks would work wonders you know to make it happen and so they see that happen with a client they think they get everything worked out with their product and they could go and it would be smooth sailing from there but then that pattern would repeat with the next client and the client after that and the client after that and it brought up memories of my first startup where we had a similar situation where we had an amazing product and it always seemed to take so much service work to make it go, to, to give the client or the customer the experience or the thing that they actually really wanted. And in, there was a lesson in there that I wished I'd learned a lot faster. And that is when you see a repeating pattern like this, when you have a great product that yet still requires a huge amount of people work to produce the result that the customer wants, to take away that pain, to solve that pain fully, then your business is trying to tell you something, right? And it's trying to tell you something. There's a, there's a red flag on the way you're thinking about your business model. And what your business is trying to tell you is that you actually don't have a pure product business model at this point in time. That you actually have a blended product with a service layer business model. You have a hybrid model. Uh, another way to think about it is you have, depending on the level of service that needs to be deployed, you have a technology or product-driven service model. Now. In a world that's super focused on scalable SaaS, 
and now AI and all these kind of like scalable models, it might feel like, oh my gosh, you know, this is a huge setback or we don't have a great business model. But I'm going to argue here that it's actually a huge opportunity if you know how to play it. So we're going to talk a little bit about how to play it. First of all, we're going to talk about, okay, how do you identify when you actually need to like come to this conclusion that your business model isn't what you thought it was? Then we're going to talk about how you navigate that pivot and then how you seize that opportunity. So we already talked about you know, how you identify that need for change, and that is that repeating pattern that you see when there's a lot of service work in this particular example, but it could be in any, any way, any kind of repeating thing where you actually deliver something and the client, you don't get it all the way there in terms of solving the client's pain. And if that happens repeatedly, then your business is telling you, you need to like accept this uh, because ultimately what anybody, any customer is buying from you is for you to take away their pain, to solve their pain and to make their world better whatever that means for them. And if you are giving them something that only gets them 80, 90% of the way there, it doesn't count, right? You're not doing it. And everybody's going to be in pain besides that. So that's how you, how you recognize it. If you keep seeing that pattern, which means you're going to have to go through it a few times, but that's the reality. It's like we want a certain model. The market, our business is telling us you don't have that model. You may not, you may be able to get to it down the road, but you don't have it now. And we got to accept that because we can work with it if we accept it. If we don't accept it and work with it, it's going to work against us. Okay, so how do we pivot? So the first thing we got to do is go back to the customer, find the ideal customer who's got that biggest pain, who's got the most urgency, and what does it mean to them to have their pain completely solved? Like not partially solved, like we've just given them something amazing, a 10x improvement on something in their life, whether it's cost, whether it's speed, whether it's whatever it is. Like, what does it really take to create that result for them? And it may be that it's like, it takes this much product and this much service, or this much implementation, or this much consulting overlapping it. And if that's the case, okay, what does it take then from us on two levels. One, what does it take for us to, to say, be so confident we can deliver that result now, assuming that we're going to put all these things together, what will it take for us to do that? And can we be sure that we're going to actually do that and feel good about it to the point that we can almost guarantee it, right? And then the next part of the pivot is, okay, start selling it that way and start pitching it that way. And that's where things get kind of interesting, right? And this goes to the third point of like, seizing an opportunity so in the example that we talked about earlier where you know you put in the product and then there's a whole bunch of support work that has to go into like making the product do what it needs to do to to fully solve the customer's pain the thing is it's costing to approach this as a product support problem when in reality it's actually an implementation consulting problem and the difference is support doesn't get paid for and implement implementation consulting does. So, and it's, especially if you're dealing with enterprise uh, sales and B2B sales, there's so few solutions that actually don't require 
you know, somebody to come in and help like implement the thing, right? And just Salesforce is the biggest example of that. You know, Salesforce, oh, it'll do all this for you. It'll, you know, revolutionize your pipeline. It'll get everything set. But anytime I've been in a situation where Salesforce or HubSpot or any of these SaaS, you know, marketing platforms have been in play, you need to hire a consultant to like and spend a lot of money to just get it configured and working so it does what you actually wanted it to do. Like it's not a product only model. It just isn't. And whether it's, you know, somebody actually from Salesforce or from the company or a consultant who specializes in Salesforce, it's the same deal, right? And that's actually an opportunity because services, you know, have their own challenges. But one thing that they do have is good cash flow and upfront um, uh, project payments. So that is actually an opportunity to extend runway. It's an opportunity to build relationships uh, in with your customers and to find ways to grow that relationship and grow that account. Right. So we're in this world where AI is going to be taking over everything. But one thing AI will not necessarily be able to do is really create genuine human relationships. And that's where a lot of this stuff really happens. So there's this huge opportunity in service and it gets a bad rap. And I understand if you're a pure service agency or pure service business, that's really hard to scale. But if you've got a product at the heart of it that helps you do it 100 percent um, better than, you know, or 10, 10x better than anybody else, then great, right? Uh, and eventually you might be able to get your product to that point, but it's okay. And so when you hit these moments of like, okay, um, if we accept this, then we can orient around this. Then our salespeople start performing better. Then our sales curves go, um, go quicker. Our sales ramps go quicker. Our sales cycles go quicker and then growth gets unlocked. And we turn those roadblocks into runways. So that's the big thought for this week. Hope you found it valuable. If this resonated with you and you want to break through your next plateau, hit me up at steve at steveaugustcoaching.com and we'll set up a time to talk. That's it for this week. Have an amazing week and see you soon. That's it for this episode of the Rocket Ship Founder Podcast. Thanks for listening. Do you have a question or issue you'd like support on? Then write to me at steve at steveaugustcoaching.com and I'll include it into one of my upcoming episodes. And if you're a founder working to scale your business, be sure to follow me on LinkedIn and visit my site steveaugustcoaching.com for more insights. See you soon.